It's the Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. Everybody knows it's the Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. Everybody knows it's the Pandarin Talk. Welcome back to the Pandarin Talk. My name's Sean Dangler, and I'm here with you as always. Mm-hmm. That's me. I'm here talking. Talking about, talking, talking about. Yeah, uh, I don't know what that was. Sorry I'm late. This week, all the Thanksgiving activities threw everything off. Uh, so that's basically why. And so, um, that yeah, that's it. But what I want to talk about today... Uh, it's the U.S. soccer. Yeah, this is the one every four years. I'm like most Americans where I come out of the woodwork and I'm like, yeah, go soccer. <laughs> Big soccer fan here. I was watching with my wife, kind of intentionally, like, acting like I knew everything in soccer. Because, like, I don't know how most of the stuff works in terms of, like, uh, I, I don't know the strategy. It's, it's that and hockey. I don't know the strategies as well as like like watching football or, or baseball or basketball. I at least can understand some of the next level stuff besides just watching the ball go around and around. But soccer and hockey, it's a I'm not as much on that level. I feel like through my brief time of watching the random World Cups that I do, you know, I've slowly gained a little knowledge about it. Because it is... Soccer and hockey are similar. They're they're similar in the way of basketball. Is you rely on like passing is a big thing, or like resetting, and then you know you're just trying to get angles and whatnot. And so like it's fascinating. I and my my biggest reason I think I love soccer or I like soccer more than I used to is that fact that it is always just two hours on the dot. You know. Because they only play, you know, 90 minutes plus whatever their injury uh, stoppage time, whatever they call that is. See, not that big of a fan. But then they also uh, just have, like, that that halftime. There's no commercial breaks in it whatsoever. That's probably the biggest reason to love soccer is they do not have commercial breaks during the actual gameplay. And so that part is nice. You know, a sport not corrupted by American capitalism, you know? Because, <laughs> uh, like, end of games can feel so drawn out. Yeah, is there as much scoring as any of the other sports? Not really. And that's what's super annoying about... Like, I, I hate the take, s- still on this day, that people are like, Oh, tie game? That's not a real sport. Like, I just saw a tweet. I don't know if that... I hope she was joking, because it's... We get it. Everyone gets it at this point. Like, we all know there's ties in soccer. You don't have to explain how terrible that makes you feel if there's a tie. That part, it's dumb. I I don't like that take. It was like the U.S. game. They tied. You know, no one scored between them and England. But it was honestly a pretty great game to watch for, if you knew the stakes. Obviously, I think I was more into annoying my wife. Knowing Kim because I just kept talking about how, you know, we beat them once, you know, England, back in the 1700s. We'll beat them again. 
I would say it was a win for the U.S. to tie England because England's obviously a pretty good, historically great soccer team. So, like, I think it was it was exciting that um, that they could pull off the dip or pull off a tie. That's what I actually mean. And so, yeah, I I enjoy I, I enjoyed watching the game from the standpoint of. It's pretty competitive. I was a little worried at first, you know. I was messaging all my friends who were also big soccer heads, you know, that you at the U.S. Uh, the U.S. You know, they it didn't look great at the beginning. England was applying a lot of pressure. Basically, the biggest thing I've learned about soccer is whoever has the ball the most uh, towards their goal they're trying to score on. Usually, that's the better team. And you don't want to be entirely on the defensive the whole time because eventually it might break. Fortunately for the U.S., England did have it majority of the time, but they did not have it as much as they did against uh, Iran. Uh, and so, fortunately, the uh, U.S., they, they had their shots. At, at the beginning, I was worried. But as the game progressed, I think... For the most part, U.S. was pretty, outside the very beginning, U.S. was pretty even with England, making sure that they were attacking on the other goal. But the one thing that's like crazy is Harry Kane plays for England. He's a very good soccer player. Uh, very, very good. And he just looked like a man among boys. Like, I don't know what these U.S. players are or what we do, but all our, it's probably because all of our best athletes play other sports, but like, man, some of our players just like shrimps out there <laughs> compared to this man. I know our team, I think they said it's, a, if I was hearing it correctly, it's the third youngest team at the World Cup. So maybe that's part of the reason. I mean, we look good. Like, I, I think there's there's hope for the future for the U.S., but hopefully they can do well this time around. But, yeah, the thing is about U.S. soccer is you have to keep in mind, like, we are just we're pretty middle-of-the-road team here. You know, we're not a world power. That's I just love how, like, obviously they do this. But like Fox, who is airing this, they're basically just being like, "Yeah, U.S. We got a great chance. Like we're so good, blah blah blah." But like, if you actually pay a little bit of attention, yeah, the U.S. isn't great. Like they're not bad. They they might well, there's a there's a shot we could make. You know, the round of sixteen, but it's not like if we make the final four. There's that's the semifinals, whatever you want to call it. We wild. We wild out, you know. But yeah, basically, to get back, kind of tie this all in a bow from the very beginning as my wife got gets annoyed because I was just like, I essentially would be like, oh yeah, great substitution, coach. That's what I did. She didn't catch it one time. I thought it was the U.S. was subbing, but it actually was England, and I said great substitution. She was paying, if she knew what was going on, she could have uh, met, made fun of me real bad because I was completely wrong on the team. But besides that, that was my only mistake. Uh, but yeah, I then I adopted the uh, classic, the refs are always wrong when their calls go against us, but they're always right when the calls go for us. That's the uh, attitude I adopt. Because usually I'm not that fan in any sport. I'm not one that gets that largely upset. At the refs, you know, I think everyone has their, their moments, but I'm definitely not the person who is constantly just upset at the refs. I'm not an Iowa State fan. I'm just annoyed at the Big 12 refs. That's uh, not me. And so, yeah. Uh, 
overall, uh, I, Kim watched it with me. She did not pay as much attention, but she enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, I wish the U.S. would win. I know they play Iran on, I think, Monday. So hopefully, or Tuesday, I don't remember. <laughs> See, not that big a soccer fan. So hopefully I'll be, try to watch it. Watch that game if I'm around and not too busy. Because um, it's entertaining. You know, I, I do love... Like, the Olympics, I enjoy the Olympics from the standpoint of, like, yeah, you get a root on your team, but there's so many things going on. Soccer's cooler in the sense of, like, I'm just gonna watch, like, our team play. <laughs> just one one sport. And so that, that part is exciting. The hard part, uh, and the better part, then, versus, like, so basketball does this. They're kind of version of this, but it's not nearly as popular. Basketball, because it's not as a worldwide sport. I mean, it's a worldwide sport, but just the U.S. is usually typically a lot better. We don't send our best athletes most of the time uh, to it. So I watched, you know, watching that, um, it was, like, it's it's not as fun, but even if we send our best, best athletes, we'll kick the crap out of everyone. And so... And they still play at, like, the Olympics. Soccer at the Olympics, like, they can only have so many people above, like, a certain age. So it's not always the best teams. So, like, the World Cup is really the, like, the best of the best. And I think the other reason I like it is the U.S. isn't. It's, like, the one sport in the world. I mean, there's other sports. But the one big sport in the world that we are not... Like, hockey is kind of similar to the U.S., but U.S. is better than what they are in soccer, relatively speaking. But in base or in baseball, in soccer, the U.S. just isn't. So it's like the one time in the U.S. you can really root as underdogs because they are just not as good. And so that, you know, that part I do, I do enjoy a bit, to say the least. I do enjoy that. So... That's, that's my soccer talk. I'm going to end with uh, talking about this this beer, whiskey, beer I had. I've had it before. I had it, maybe I talked about it before. I had it when we went down to Kansas City for a bachelor party. I bought some, and then I finally drank the rest of it. Uh, it's uh, the Rye on Rye Whiskey Barreled Aged Ale uh, from Boulevard down there in KC. And limited, it was released, I think, in 2018. Uh, here, I'll describe it. This is the description they have on their website. Why rye? This assertively flavored grain is more often associated with whiskey than with ales. Even in that arena, it has largely been eclipsed by corn and barley, the sources of bourbon and scotch. But when we procured some seasoned barrels from our friends at Templeton Rye, we asked ourselves, why not? Why not brew a rich... Tawny rye ale, and mellow it down in the warmth of charred oak rye whiskey casks. Two kinds of malted rye provide spicy sweetness, giving way to giving way to notes of vanilla, charred oak, and the citrusy tang of citra and styrian golden hops before easing into a dry, lingering finish. Need a tulip going on support, apparently, but it's, uh, the alcohol content's 12%. Bitterness is 33. I think that's low. I don't know. EBC, I don't know what the fuck. EBC, European Brewery Convention, the color of a beer, 58, if you know what the hell that means. Yes, I, I've, 
I highly recommend this. It doesn't taste like other beer, obviously, because it's a rye ale. Um, but it is... Mmm. I love it. I, I had three of them, drank too many, uh, I will say. I was like, oh, man. I don't drink as much as I used to, which is a good thing. Uh, and I might not drink more for a while because I just, like... I'm, like, up and I'm just like, ugh, I'm exhausted from last night. I, I just drank this and fell asleep on the couch, you know? Uh, but this, I, if you want to try something different, that tastes different than any other beer I've had, this Ryan, Ryan Rye from Boulevard is great. I, it has, it, like, I don't know. I, I'm sure some people are going to dislike it because it doesn't really taste like beer, but I like it because it's, it's, it's different. But it isn't like a, like, I've had sours, I do not enjoy sours. It's not a sour at all. Um, but it has that where it's just, just different than regular beer, I would say. But when they say there's two kinds of malted rye, that's true. You do feel, like, as you're tasting it, you get hit with, like, two different, uh, tastes, obviously. Like, it's, I, I was gonna say it's like Guinness. It is not like Guinness at all. It's, it's completely different. It is, if you can get it, I, the problem is I bought it at their brewery in, uh, in a, in Kansas City there, so I'm not a hundred percent sure this rye on rye is available anywhere else. I I mean out outside of probably the Kansas City area, so I'm not even hundred percent sure it's available in Iowa. I haven't seen it. I know there's typically Boulevard beers around, uh, located in like. Hy-Vee's and local stores in Iowa. Usually there's the Boulevard Wheat's their most popular one. I think there's maybe one or two. Their Quirk they make. Kim's a big fan of their Quirk. It's a, their version of a seltzer. It's made differently though than like what a White Claw seltzer is. It's actually, it's pretty good. So if you can, if you like seltzers, try the Quirk. But this rye, I, it's great. Like it is very flavorful like it says. It's, I just, I, I can't recommend it more. It, it is honestly, I don't really, most beer to me is like, yeah, it's beer. Like, I can drink whatever, I'm going to be like, yep, that's fine. This is probably one of the first ones I've had where I'm like, this is truly different and a different ex tasting palate and experience than I've had. Also, it's 12% alcohol and they serve in a bottle. You're just like, woo! Like, I had, I know Confluence, I think it's rye wine is a beer or is what the beer call is called, or whatever. I'm not 100% sure on that. They have a version, but it's it's much different than this rye on rye. It's like a rye, but it kind of tastes like it has, like, wine or something with it. Or I don't know how exactly it's made. But, like, it has more of a wine taste to it, but the rye is in there with it. And that's, like, 14%. And that was, like, <sighs> drink one, and I was like, I'm done. Yeah, probably... Uh, Probably had too much of this uh, last night. Would not drink three bottles of it again, but, you know, sometimes you just got to go for it and uh, test your boundaries and realize my boundaries are that. And that's what happened. So, recommend this if you can find it. I That's the problem. I'm not sure if it's located in Iowa beers in, or in Iowa stores, uh, but if you can, get this rye on rye from Boulevard. Otherwise, just when you're ever in Kansas City, what's the nickname for Kansas City? Uh, go down there and 
buy this rye on rye from Boulevard here. I'm going to look this up real quick. Kansas City nickname. Okay, Casey, KCMO, the city of fountains. That's true, there's a lot of fountains there. Or the heart of America. Not as cool as Los Angeles, the city of angels. So, uh, not as cool. You know, that's isn't that what it's Spanish for. I don't know. Now, this is just getting too long. My name's Sean Tangler. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. All right, bye-bye. Jordan and I love talking about odds. If you know what odds are, that means gambling. And we're proud to say we're sponsored by BetUS, the premier gambling sponsor of the Pandering Talk. So if you're interested in playing, just check out the link in the description of this episode and play responsibly on BetUS. Thank you for listening to the Pandering Talk. If you got any questions, concerns, or comments, just hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, all under the Pandering Talk. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.